expectations. Man, it's good that's to like, be on. That's like the. It's good that's to like be on the, one the, the absolute cheapest soundbite you could have on a on a show. It's so good to be back on the ones and twos. This is <laughs> this is what happens when you when you uh, replace a super producer with the great value super producer. Me. <laughs> you, you we, we went from we went from Kirkland Signature to what's the the Walmart brand? Is it uh, Private Select? Great value. Great value. Yeah, man, that's great. I I used to have an application like that on my phone. Um, I think I think that's pretty cool. I like the. Have you seen the trend keep right now, where it's guys playing like their own outro music, and uh, like they're driving through drive-throughs and they got like lights, and then like you know music's going, and then right as the beat's about to drop, he does like a salute and drives away from the drive-through, and the lady working the drive-through is like, no. What? in the goddamn hell is going on here <laughs> it's hilarious i'll have to find it i'll send it yeah, to you you have to send that to me but wow week two in the books and what a week it was this is a lot of highs and a lot of lows and uh probably some of the the tensest moments that we've had in you know all of two weeks so far that that's come through this this uh this week uh it's good to be back keith thanks for being here we've got a special guest with us tonight folks uh, if you're on the YouTube, you can already see him. If you're not on the YouTube, uh, you might be able to hear his breathing. Um, <laughs> but we're we're joined. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I am the commish. Happy fucking Friday, everybody. Hope you're having a great fucking Friday. Happy fucking Friday. Hell yeah. Woo! Happy Friday. Fuck yeah. I love the... <laughs> I'm joined with my trusty co-host, Keith. That's a good and one. Our, that's not even the one I wanted. I wanted the whole one, but it's all right. And we're joined with our special guest of the week. What I don't know, fourth place runner-up in last year's low expectations league, Fern. Is that the between two ferns intro? It is. <laughs> oh, I knew it. I knew it. Love it. Love it. How fitting. How fitting. It works. Fern, thanks for thanks for making time tonight. Thanks for being here, my friend. Thanks for having me. I'm honored to be guest number one. Yeah. Guest number one. I think I think you were the last one last year, weren't you? Or was that Gino? It was Gino. It was supposed to be me, but then Gino had uh, scheduling conflicts. Yeah. And you know he's a popular he, guy. You gotta pamper Gino, otherwise he gets gets a little sensitive. So, well, spoiler spoiler alert for two weeks from now, Gino will be <laughs> guest number two. So, you know, we can go ahead and get that one out of the way. But great to have you here, Fern. Great to have you back a second time. Oh man, no sling this, this time. Wild week. So. This was a wild week. I'm really yeah, really excited to to break down this week. Um, a lot of fun stuff. The league is starting to take shape. We've got some cool content that we're going to be introducing for for our segments. Uh, with we're doing a little something a little bit different for our guest segment this time around. I think that'll be a, a super cool, super cool piece that we get to introduce. And then obviously we're excited to hit your takes on uh, what's going to happen in week three because it's been a it's been the wild wild west so far. Um, 
and I think it's only, I think things are only heating up and, and low expectations and obviously things are going to get worse. We've already had uh, one name change in Philly. That's kind of a surprise name change and what I was expecting. I was expecting Fred to have made a name change by now because that's typical. I mean, in what, he had three or four, I think, during the span of last season. So yeah. I think it's coming. I'm going to hold off. I don't know. Maybe he's going to stick to it this year. Um, either way, I'm excited to see what comes there. Uh, the cheese yeah. and keep sports book did have uh, Fred as the betting favorite to change his name first. Um, what was uh, what was although what, although if you if you bet Philly that was you you probably got a bit nice little payout there because this is his third this is Philly's I want to say third name change of oh. the of the year so far because he started with Kirkland Light and then he switched mm-hmm. to uh, Magic School Bus and now he is uh travis etn season (laughs) well philly did say this was a this was a temp name change so i expect it to go back to magic school bus but uh we'll we'll see yeah i was gonna say it might it might might be best for his fantasy team to switch back or maybe he just switches again because both names have not brought him luck so far nope and we'll talk about that more tonight too yeah maybe maybe he goes back to kirkland light because he is zero and zero on kirkland light yep those are some those are some of the the statistics we should be following. <laughs> these are yeah, these are the because uh... what I mean, if we think about it, Fern last year was what all Barkley no bite or something like that for a no, I was uh, blood, blood sweat, sweat beef. No, but before I thought you were before that. I thought you were something else with the Barkley. Before that, yeah. So before it was like all Barkley no bite, and then it was like. And then Barkley got hurt, and so I did like all bite no three Barkley. Or something. Yeah, and then it got you got a little bit better, and then you switched to blood, sweat, and beers. Yeah, you know what? This is going to take some research. I don't want to do that research, but uh, <laughs> if someone's listening and would like to do that research for me, I will give you one shout out. And if, I'm rem- if I'm remembering correctly, I've had the best record as the Fighting Houseplants because I looked back at it and I think I finished like second from the bottom or third from the bottom the first year on sleeper and then last year i I started off with the blood sweat beers and i think around it was actually philly's not philly's but uh austin's bachelor party that i changed it and that's kind of i think i was already on a bit of a hot streak by that time um and then just wrote it out from there six or seven in a row to finish the year yeah i had an eight game win streak going into the playoffs and I'm pretty sure I lost like the first three, and Sam was like, Sam, Sam was like, better pull that shit together because you're gonna end up in yeah, Waffle right. House. That's and I think I was on a, I was in the, yeah, I was, was on the Waffle this, Watch at least for. That's that, that's why we started Waffle, Waffle, yeah. Waffle House Walker. That was the start, and then it became Waffle House Williamson. Yep. So. But, so yeah, that's definitely some stats you need to look into. What's what's the best record with the name with the current? Um, that could be fun. Can't be worse than Bad Mother Tucker. So, <laughs> all right. Well, well Keith, you want to you want to talk to me? Want talk talk nice to me? No, oh, you already know what time it is. Our weekly wrap up, the two minute drill. This we were talking about it before the show. I think this one has a potent, uh has the potential to even break our our previous record. Um, I felt like. I felt like the content just wasn't quite flowing on these ones. I don't, I, I'll, I'll own it going into it. I, I don't feel like I did our, our two minute drill justice this week, but 
Um, you know, let me know what you think about it. Let me know what you think uh, after we're all I'm gonna, done. Well, I can I can take my time a little bit on this one today. I don't have to. I don't have to. Yeah, I mean, you don't. You definitely don't need to speed through this one. But if we're trying to break our record, this is the week to do it. I mean, yeah, it's gonna happen. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna enunciate. I'm gonna take my time. I'm gonna really really uh, give it some chutzpah. Make sure that we're we're hitting the hitting the emotional pieces of it. Uh, for sure, for sure. Got to got to channel all your energy here. But I'm ready to go. Um, I got I got our trusty stopwatch ready. We're going we're going for two and zero. We're gonna start our year like Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, or like the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, I like the Bucks better. That means fair. <laughs> all righty. Well, um, I will count us down and we'll get going. We're gonna start in three, two. The Magic Skull Bus, now known as Ass ETN Season versus the Fighting Houseplants, formerly known as Magic Skull Bus, never got anything going outside of Jalen Waddle as the rest of the roster falls well below projections. Fighting Houseplants got all they needed with big games from their top draft picks, Mark Andrews and Josh Allen. The Houseplants take this one 132-109. Devontae's Inferno versus the Fellows and the Jets. In the Who's Your Daddy game of the week, Devontae's Inferno broke the scoring wide open with this one seeing a pair of 40-point games from Hill and Diggs adding a monster performance by the Bucks D. The Fellows had a rather disappointing day but never really had a chance in this one. Inferno throttles the Fellows 197-95. Kamara's Gridiron Gang versus Kraft's Personal Masseuse. Another lopsided matchup sees Kraft's Personal Masseuse jump out to an early huge lead and never look back. Highlighted by strong games from Lamar Jackson and Amon Ross St. Brown. Gridiron Gang got good performance from the usual suspects, Cooper Cup and Aaron Jones, but not much else. Kraft's Personal Masseuse runs away with it, 189-125. Bunghole Burglars versus Heinz on my Johnson. In a week of blowouts, the Burglars versus the Johnsons gave us a matchup that kept us watching through the Monday night games. The Johnsons made a run at the end with a career day by Hertz, but it wasn't enough to overcome Nick Chubb's hat trick for the Burglars. The Burglars over the Johnsons, 132-119. Death, death, Taxes, and Kickers versus the Michael Carter 3. Your game of the week sees a low-scoring affair settled on Monday night. Carter 3 was down key starters Alvin Kamara and Keenan Allen heading into Monday night and gambled on Gabe Davis's late-week injury. Despite Davis not playing, the Bills defense and Tyler Bass pulled out the win on Monday night for the Carter 3. Carter 3 edges this one out, down a man, 111-104. And I was late getting to the stop, but we were at 140. We were at 140 when I reached for it. Wow. Official time, official time, 141.4. So, you know. That's pretty close to last week. I think we were at right at 140. It's pretty good. I yeah. think I think I got. I took my I took my time on this one too. I think I think that uh, that helped. No, uh, definitely, definitely. Yeah, I think I I gotta just I gotta I gotta find that that fine line. I gotta pump a little bit more content into these. Like I said, some of them I just didn't really feel like I did the matchups justice. Like, I mean, your your matchup with Joe, like that wasn't really an exciting one so like what can i really say about joe there um no offense like, like literally no disrespect joe but you literally lost by 100 um, you got to give that to philly he knows just what to say when it comes to joe yeah um but i was actually just plainly speaking matter of factly didn't score 100 points and got beat by 100 there's just not much to say there but like i feel like i don't know i could have just injected a little bit more life into some of these and uh, you know, I want to be right up around like the 150 mark. I feel like the 150-ish. We should, we, 
Yeah, we should be cutting it close, but we should be comfortable. You know, we yeah, shouldn't right. be like, we shouldn't be sitting at one fifty nine. So like one fifty, one fifty five. Those are good. Yeah, but like there's way, a missed opportunity we, we to kind of talk about like with Mo and Barl's name, just the bunghole burglars and Heinz and White Johnson. Like those are the two most out of pocket names. There's got to be a way to throw something in there about that. <laughs> more puns that's what fern fern's asking for more puns yeah that's what he's saying okay you're uh, i'm gonna crack my neck and i'll get my creative muscles uh flowing next week sounds good i look forward but to another it. great week in the books capped off by the lads of low expectations moving out to two and zero on the season with the two minute drill we love to see it um why don't you take us into uh why don't you take us into our waiver wire our drop ads for this week Absolutely, we got some. We got some interesting ones. I think uh, uh, week one is always hard to judge who you're going to add, who you're going to drop, who's who's still kind of finding their rhythm. Um, and in week two, we start to see some trends, and those are things we can act on then, and kind of uh, it makes it a little. I think week two, week three are the weeks that you really start finding those players who maybe were those sleepers that that you read about early on in the on online, or maybe you know, uh, things are starting to take place that you didn't expect. Um, and so I have, I have one that that's kind of jumped out at me to kind of start us off. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about the Dallas Cowboys, which makes me gag a little bit, but <laughs> I think this is one that, that really sticks out to me. Um, so obviously the, the Cowboys have typically had a pretty strong offense and we kind of thought we knew who the big players were going to be going into the season. Uh, with C.D. Land, Michael Gallup, Dalton Schultz, and kind of thought that those were going to be the the big players. Um, but surprisingly, this year, so far anyways, um, the, the guy that's been interesting to me is Noah Brown, fifth-year pro out of Ohio State. Uh, he's, been, he's been almost on the field for 90% of the snaps in both games so far. He's gotten 14 targets, 10 receptions, and a touchdown in two games, and he's averaging over – over 10 points a game so far. He had 11 points against the the Bucks and 20 points against the Bengals. Uh, he's going up against the Giants, uh, the Commanders uh, for the next two weeks. And I think those are kind of juicy matchups um, that, that I would keep an eye on. Cooper, uh, Cooper, Cooper Rush seems to have his eye on him. And uh, like I said, he, he's producing so far. And with C.D. Lamb being the obvious number one with uh, Amari Cooper not being there, um, He's really slotting into that number two role nicely, or number three wide receiver role, whatever you want to classify him as. But he's been surprisingly putting up really good points. Obviously, Michael Gallup is projected to be back this week, so um, that could change things up. But uh, so far, what I've seen, he's been a consistent target for for both um, Dak and Cooper. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I think that he could be someone that we see come off the wire and someone that could continue to put up solid numbers uh, during the season. Yeah, I definitely, uh, I was, I started thinking more about this one and it, it, it's, it looks better on paper. Um, I think the, the wrinkle here is going to be what is, what do things look like with Michael Gallup coming back? But also um, uh, the counterpoint to that is if Dalton Schultz's injury um, is any factor if that causes them to miss any time, you know, maybe that could kind of balance out the return of another um, pass catcher to the offense. But um, for right now, I mean, me personally, I, I'm not willing to gamble on anybody from the Cowboys offense without 
without Dak in the fold, but oh, I don't um, know. They uh, even with Dak, they're what they put up three. They put up a field goal before. His <laughs> hey, injury, I mean, so. but you know, <laughs> two two weeks in, that looks like uh, you know that looks definitely more like just how good the Bucks defense is as opposed to oh yeah how good or how bad the the Cowboys are. I mean, the Bucks defense played absolutely lights out against the Saints and. They've they've given us fits for years now, so um, so I'm not sure that that's an indictment on the Cowboys so much as it is probably praiseworthy for the Bucks. But Talk definitely about, like that yeah. pick. Talk to me about the one that you wrote down. Go ahead. Talk to me about the one you got down next. Yeah, I'll quickly just highlight one that we both kind of uh, added here. Um, big game last week. Uh, another solid performance this week. Carson Wentz. Um, it seems like most of the teams pretty much have their quarterback situation figured out, but um, Carson Wentz is a guy who's fantasy-wise is putting up uh, numbers that are as good as anyone in the league. I mean, 35 points in week one, 33 points in week two. You know, unless you're unless you got Josh Allen right now, you don't have a, a better fantasy quarterback. So, um, so you know that that one maybe for a QB needy team. I think about um, you know given the week that we just saw with. Um, Cheese's team, you know, he's obviously got Aaron Rodgers and Matt Stafford, so you're in a pretty good spot. But, you know, if you wanted to drop one of those and pick up uh, pick up Carson Wentz, that might be a decent play there. I'm um, certainly a streaming option that might be worth having on your roster. I think I said it last week. Sometimes it's good to just have a guy on your roster so nobody else can touch him. Um, and maybe Carson Wentz could be that guy for somebody. But the guy that I have highlighted this week, Garrett Wilson, um, one of those – one of those Ohio State receivers that came out of the league. Looks like he had his kind of welcome to the league moment this week. Um, really quiet in week one. Um, but there was a lot to really be, um, there was a lot to really get excited about based on week one. He only played 50% of the snaps, but he got eight targets, um, which is a really good target share. And then um, that total bumped up to 60%, um, 60% snap count in week two. But his target share and catches just absolutely exploded. Um, 14 targets, eight catches, um, two touchdowns here in week two. This is kind of a it could it's kind of a welcome to the league moment. Um, Ohio State Ohio State receivers have been really good in the league um, in the last few years. You think guys like Michael Thomas, Terry McLaurin, um, handful of others. So this could be the next great um, Ohio State receiver. I know it can be similar to the Cowboys. It can be pretty difficult to trust anyone in the Giants offense, but um, this one might be worth, uh, again, might be worth picking up at an early stage in the season and uh, keep him away from other people. And if he ends up popping, um, you know, then you've got a, a, an excellent, you know, wide receiver two, you know, flex play option here. I so kind of see him keep like my eyes uh... on Garrett Wilson. I kind of see him like uh, Elijah Moore from last year. Uh, my mm -hmm. Elijah Moore kind of burst onto the scene with, I mean, the Jets. I mean, the Jets have a, a slew of, of really, really talented young receivers. And uh, if they can develop, you know, guys like Elijah Moore, Garrett Wilson, uh, if Corey Davis can keep up his form. I mean, Corey Davis has had a quiet, quiet, uh, sneaky good season so far, too. Uh, if you want to stash him, I know you're high on Corey Davis always. Or who was it? You and Carl always going back and forth on Corey Davis. It was it was it was Carl. Carl was really high on Corey Davis last year, and I tried talking him out of it because, like, for the last two or three years prior, I had always picked up Corey Davis in at least one of my fantasy leagues. I was really high on Corey Davis out of Western Michigan. He was a monster at Western Michigan. 
So I was like, oh man, you know, I'll 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 take a play on this guy. I drafted him his rookie year. Didn't work out for me. The next year, I think I ended up like picking him up three weeks in after he had like a, a decent game for the Titans. Didn't work out for me. Then the next year I picked him up again, didn't work out. And then last year, Carl drafted him. I was like, you're going to drop him by the end of the season. And then he uh, proceeded to keep him on his roster the whole year just to fight me, even though he knew he needed to let him go. So That sounds like a Carl move. It's, it's very on brand for Carl and I's relationship. So, And another big thing with Garrett Wilson, I mean, they, didn't they already say that Flacco's going to be QB, like starting QB for week three? So, like, you know, that yeah. doesn't change Jeff, you know, once, sure. once, his, once his nuts comes in. You know, yeah, it's going to be that he's, that target's probably going to stay the same. They said week three or four, Zach Wilson could be, or week it'll probably be if he's back at week four, week five. So yeah, so. just something. And they have a they have a nice matchup uh, week three as well. I think uh, who are they? Are they playing the Bengals? Yeah, they're playing the Bengals, and the Bengals have looked miserable. So uh, that could be another big week for both of those. So let's switch gears a little bit. Let's talk about some drops. I got. Got two receivers for us to talk about. Um, first one is uh, Paris Campbell. Uh, uh, I figured for sure Paris, he was another one of those Ohio State guys that everyone thought was like, oh, he could be pretty good. Um, it has not been the case so far with the Colts. Uh, I figured this week against the Jags that uh, the that he would have like a lot of looks, that he would get the ball a lot because he – I'm pretty sure he was like wide receiver one in that situation. Yeah, he was wide receiver one in that situation. And he had two targets and he was on the field 80, 86% of the time. And that's just like, if you're supposed to be the number one, like granted the Colts just look awful right now. And Fern, you can attest to that. And you have Jonathan Taylor. Um, but yeah, nothing, nothing seems to be working for, uh, for the Colts right now. I think Ashton Doolin was probably the better of the two receivers last game, but yeah, people were high on Paris Campbell and things have just really not, not come to fruition there. So he's one that I could see cheese being okay with dropping. Um, the other one I wrote down um, was one, one that I was kind of high on. I thought that he was going to have a relatively good uh, year this year uh, was Devonte Parker uh, who was one of those guys who went from uh, from Miami to uh, New England. And, uh, and I mean, he had a great, relatively good career in Miami when he could stay healthy. Um, and I don't know if it's just the scheme that's going on in New England. Uh, apparently, I think Jacoby Meyer spoke on her, maybe Kendrick Bourne, but they were not happy with the scheme because I think it's like, Matt Patricia and Joe Judge like co-coordinating the offense and uh, people are just not sold on it. So there might be some switches there and maybe when that happens, uh, things get better. But he was on the field 100% of this offensive snaps in week one and had two targets and a reception. And he was on the field 76% of the snaps and had two targets, no receptions in week two. So I don't know, chalk it up to uh, Mac Jones' bad back or what, but Things are just not looking great for Devontae Parker this year, and he's another one that you could probably put on put on uh, the waiver wire. Yeah, the Patriots are the Patriots are a tough play this year um, because I I still think 
Gino, earmuffs man, you're not going to like this. I still think people just we we have no idea what Mac Jones really is. Um, you know, in my opinion, he's he's more of a field field general. You know, he's just the guy that you you know you count on to not really make a mistake. You count on him to not lose you a game. You're not counting on him to go out and win you games. And I think the way the Patriots offense looks right now, it's it's very clearly run first. Um, but I just don't think Mac Jones is is well enough developed that multiple guys on their offense can eat. Multiple receivers on their offense can eat in the same day. Um, this week it was Nelson Aguilar. Um, a week ago they just looked terrible, so nobody really ate. Um, so I think it's going to be one of those things where, you know, Devontae Parker, if you if you hang on to him, you know, you're probably just hoping that you start him on the week that he happens to have a pop-off week or he gets you, you know, six, seven catches for 80 yards and a score. Um, but you're not relying on him to, you know, consistently give you five-plus catches, you know, 80-plus yards and a touchdown. So who knows there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, receivers is the one where um, – is the one position where there's a lot of flexibility, a lot of mobility because – any given year, you know, different people can pop off. So especially early in the year, you're trying to get a feel for, you know, who the big players are um, at the receiver position. And this might be one to let go. The one that I noted, um, Cole Komet, um, just the Bears are just not in a good place right now. And Cole Komet is in a worse place in their offense. Um, two consecutive weeks, zero points, one target each week. So two total targets on the season. The Bears pass game is absolutely atrocious. Justin Fields only attempted, has only attempted 28 passes on the year. Um, obviously, you know, the week, week one matchup against the 49ers. Hey, you can chalk that one up to terrible field conditions, you know, uh, a, a monsoon um, coming down at Soldier Field. But no reason for that in week two. Um you know, and with a, a favorable game script where you're down um, pretty early against a clearly better opponent with the Packers, you should be airing it out. You should be throwing as much as you can or at least spreading the field out and letting Justin Fields, you know, do something. And they just weren't doing that. And Cole Komet just has no place in the offense. Um, really, I don't think anybody has a place in the offense right now. Um, but, yeah, I mean, for Fred, the good news for him um, is he's a backup tight end. Um, but you know, it seems like there's a couple of other tight end options who might be better streamer options for his, um, you know, for his starter, Tyler Higby. Um, but Cole Komet's the guy that I'm looking at. Probably let him go, use that roster spot for something else, especially for a team like Fred who's got a hot start to the year. You want to make sure that you're maximizing those roster spots. So, yep, avoid avoid the the Bears pass offense like the plague when you only attempt 11 passes. I, I didn't realize Justin Fields attempted 11 passes week two, which is less than week one. And week one, the playing conditions were not meant for, yeah, for passing terrible. the ball. So, you know, it's hard to it's hard to get anything going when you're only throwing the ball 11 times. So, Well, and I'm yeah. even looking up – I'm even looking up David Montgomery here. Um, you know, you'd think, okay, if they're not throwing the ball, they should be running the ball pretty well. And he's had some – he's had, you know, two not bad games – um, you know, obviously 120 yards in, in week two here, but um, still hasn't found the end zone and, you know, isn't a, isn't a huge part of the passing game. So, I mean, he's about the only guy you can really count on here, and I don't know how much you really want to count on him. Nope. 
So yeah, those are that's what we kind of got for our uh, for our waiver ads drops. So hopefully, uh, either take your advice or don't. We really don't care. Um, but that's going to get us into our next segment. I don't know. I'm going to try out some. Oh, sound the effects. return. You guys already know he's here, but this is the return of Groovy Tony. Oh, oh, look at that. I just switched back over. We got the Filster. Oh, 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 baby. I don't know. Which sound effect do we like better? It's pretty bad. (laughs) We got a special guest in the building. (laughs) That's not bad. Filster, you want to take over the ones and twos? Yeah, let me get prepped. But we do have a new segment that we are going to introduce with our uh, Groovy Tony Jetty Kiss guest of the week. Um, we're going to be, like I said, we have a, we're going to be sticking with our old faithful week three predictions. Fern's going to talk us through each of the matchups for next week and what he likes. Um, but for this, uh, I guess I can explain it. We're going to do some quick fire questions with you, Fern. We've got. We've got, I got a list of 20 questions uh, and you're going to try and answer. Uh, you can answer them or choose not to answer them. They're pretty easy, um, but just answer these questions as you kind of want, feel like it. And we're going to try and get through uh, either as many or as all we can in 60 seconds. So that's kind of, okay. uh, I don't know, 60 seconds. What do you think? 60 seconds, two minutes. What do you want to do, Keith? Uh, you know, let's give it two minutes. Let's give it two, two minutes. minutes here. Okay. It's a lot of time. No, That's no context of... with your answers though. You just gotta, you just gotta. Just, oh, just out. no context, just answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, well, you can, oh, you can you can offer some context if you'd like, but just know that that takes away from your time. So some of them are going to be easier to answer in like less words, but some of them you might want to put more than one. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, and you can't answer twice. You know, it doesn't have to just be one answer. You know, you could you could offer multiple answers, but the key here is no context. This is you. Got it. This is your time uh, to shine. Keith, we go back, shine. Do, should we go back and forth on these, or do you want me to just do it? Yeah, let's go. Let's go back and forth. Quick hitters. All right. Here. Let me know when you're ready. Let me let me know when you're starting the clock. Oh, let me get it up here. We're doing two minutes. Two minutes. Now. All right, Fern. What is your go-to karaoke song? Uh, probably "Rock Show" by Blink One Eighty Two. Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, what is your last Google search? Uh, I think it was QBR ranking since we were talking Justin Fields. What was your last impulse buy? Uh, I bought a 1996 Chelsea Away kit that had a Curz Light sponsor. I need to see that. Um, What mythical creature would you believe was real? Unicorn. What is not a big deal to most people, but is torture to you? Driving in the left-hand lane and going slower than the speed limit. Mm. Last song you downloaded? Uh, I can't remember. Name a primate besides monkeys and apes. I don't know if that's a thing. Mm. The oh, chimpanzees are going to be really angry at you. <laughs> Is that not an ape? All right. Um, if Voldemort offered you a hug, would you accept it? No. Would you rather cuddle a baby panda or a baby penguin? Penguin, any day of the week. 
Cake or pie? Cake. The Godfather or Star Wars? Godfather. Say good day, mate, in an Australian accent. Good day, mate. <laughs> how, how, how often is One more time, one more time. Is that even a question? Yeah. How often we're, we're asking the questions right now. Just shut up and answer. How often is it healthy to cry? Uh, every Sunday. I'm a Giants fan. <laughs> Stale Sour Patch Kids or Fresh Circuit Peanuts? Circus Peanuts. Mm-hmm. Oh, you absolute degen. If you were given an all-expenses-paid trip to Cleveland, would you take it? Actually, yes. <laughs> would you eat a day-old taquito from 7-Eleven? Probably not. What's your... All right. We are, we are maxed on time. Oh, we, are, we I mean, we oh. only got a few left. We can go ahead and ask these. Let's get them done. What's the most number of hours you've watched TV in a single day? I'd say six. Would you rather lose? The rookie numbers. You got to pump those numbers up. My bad, Philster. Would you rather lose all your hair or gain 50% more hair? 50% more. I don't think I would look good bald. <laughs> when was the last time you stayed up past four o'clock in the morning? Uh, a couple weeks ago when I was in New Jersey. What's the lamest dessert that people try to pass off as dessert? Any type of cobbler. That's not that's fruit. That's not dessert. That's, that's bold. <laughs> You're wrong. So <laughs> you get a cobbler with some ice cream, brother. <laughs> you live in South Carolina now. You realize I think they can legally shoot you for disrespecting cobbler. That's fair. Yeah. Is well, that apple pie technically a cobbler? Because what's the difference between peach cobbler and like? That's the point. You're you're making our point. <laughs> Thank you. We're telling you're you why you're wrong. <laughs> I think Listen. just have a fuck ton more sugar, don't they? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I would say, what would you say? What would be another lame dessert? I say donuts. I also don't think donuts are breakfast. As- I, I also don't think donuts are breakfast either, but Americans and donuts, I don't know what, what the deal is there. That's fruit, fair. Fruit salad. Yeah. Yeah, kind of just straight up fruit. If I go up to the dessert table at Thanksgiving and all I see is fruit salad, or like a what's a someone's fruit? grandma's getting some hands. It's like a fruit, like a fruit cake, maybe fruit cake. Fruit is that the, that's a thing, right? Fruit cake. Yeah, yeah. fruit cake. Yeah, yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. I, I also just hate when people like, like, um, like if you're like at a potluck or something, and someone's like job is to bring desserts or like Thanksgiving, and somebody brings like, um, like store cooked, like chocolate chip cookies. Not like yeah. fresh, ba- like the ones that come in like the plastic tin and they're just sitting on the table and they just say like, you know, whatever, 50 count chocolate. No, you didn't. No. Same, with, same with the cupcakes too. I, I like a cookie. A cookie is a snack. A cookie is not a dessert. That, that's a hot take. That's fair. That's a, I, 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 that. I, suppose, I suppose I don't, I don't disagree <laughs> if it's just a cookie by itself. That's but um, a meatball. You know, if you put a, if put a cookie, in, put a cookie like, and ice cream, okay. Yeah, cookie say, a cream, cookie could be elite, like a preamble to a real dessert, maybe. Uh, a, uh, like I would say the exception dessert. being like a, a warm cookie out of the oven. Hmm. This is true, but like Oreos, ice cream, Oreos are not dessert. What uh, about like one of those like? Uh, okay, hear me out. You go to, you go to, uh, shoot, insomnia cookies. You get one of those like cookie ice cream sandwiches. 
But again, that's that with be, something. That could be dessert. Technically. You gotta have something with something, man. That could be dessert. I I would accept that as dessert. <laughs> but just the cookie. I'll offer you an insomnia ice cream sandwich, Billy's like, okay. No. <laughs> you insist. Yeah, I, I could label I, to me dessert is to me dessert is like like ice cream, pie, cake. Uh, what about like, what about like pudding, like a mousse, like a chocolate mousse. <laughs> Snack packs, though, it's exactly it's in the me, name. Some tell me Philly's a big tapioca guy. <laughs> don't don't like, like tapioca. Some, I'd like some bread pudding or some rice pudding. I don't think anybody <laughs> likes tapioca. I um I'll say uh standard pudding, no, but um banana pudding with like vanilla wafers in it. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. All right. We're spending a lot of we're spending <laughs> a lot. lot of time talking about desserts when really we need to be talking about week three matchups because they're spicy. And, they're very uh, spicy. Week two, week two was a good one. A lot of a lot of interesting stuff happens this week, but uh, yeah, week three is going to be exciting. We 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 should also tell the people we adjusted the schedule. Um, oh yeah, own, we haven't dropped that news. Our very own Joe um, came up with a fantastic idea for a rivalry week, and so um, he spent a lot of time adjusting our schedule um, from weeks two through thirteen. And so now the week 13, the final week of the fantasy football season becomes our rivalry week. And so I don't have those rivals off the top of our heads. I know mine is, is Barl, so we'll be, Barl and I will be lining it up uh, week on week 13. Week 12. It'll be, it'll be, so it's, it's Sam, Fred, Philly, Joe, you and Barl, me and Gino, and then uh, Mo and Austin. Mo and Austin, yeah. So that that's exciting news. But with that, it brought a bit of a shakeup in the matchups this week, which so um, instead of you know me, if the cards had fallen a little bit different, yeah. I would have I would have I would have won yeah. this week. I'll say a lot of people benefited and a lot of people got got screwed over. <laughs> I would have won this week. Um, so yeah. I would have lost, like, but I mean, anyone would have lost. So, so, so fuck you, Joe. <laughs> yeah, which Joe lost. So that's my. So. I'm gonna comment. That's the only comment. I think I I can kind of see the the rivalry between Philly and Joe, but I think Joe and Fred is more of a rival. I think I can see yeah. Sam and 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 Philly. Kind <laughs> of reading reading the mailbag questions, I, I think Fred is really gonna lean all the way into this one. Um, he tried really hard to like not disrespect Joe, but he disrespected him hard. Can we agree on this call? And and maybe we'll read this out loud that, that Fred's mailbag question about Joe is by far worse than anything I've ever said about Joe. I don't know, man. That, and, that, 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 that rant you went on, that rant you went on last year was that. Uh, you, 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 you flamed the man's entire fantasy football existence. <laughs> and I mean, Joe. I mean, Fred just made a fairly accurate comparison to to Joe yeah, and the Broncos. I Joe mean. Joe still has a screenshot with the exact words that were said by You you hurt you hurt that man. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he has it pasted on his window so or his mirror. Every morning he wakes up in the morning, he sees that and is like, 
that's my motivation to do better this this week. You know, you know how you know how like when like Notre Dame enters the stadium and they touch the play like champions today. <laughs> like when Joe wakes up the week that he plays Philly, he's gonna like tap it above his door. <laughs> he's gonna tap those words like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna absolutely work Philly this week." It wasn't even that bad. It really wasn't. <laughs> you didn't think it was that bad. You were trying to be nice and pay him a compliment. And it just yeah. did not land. Yeah, Fred's Fred's thing is out of pure spite and dickish. That's that's Fred's thing that he wrote tonight. It's just Fred being an asshole for the sake of being an asshole. Yeah, then, I was trying to oh, say oh, I feel bad. Villain. He's he's filling the oh, villain role incredibly villain. well. But here here's the thing. That's on brand for Fred. When it's coming from you, someone who's supposed to be this like saintly being. It, it, it means a lot more, you know. It's like if you get insulted. So, by hope, so, you know? so me spending, so me spending five minutes saying like, talking yes. up how good a job he does at at fantasy football, then only to tear him down immediately after that five minutes. Yes, <laughs> for yeah, for yeah, five I'll seconds. Be words, we basically, honest, basically if, said <laughs> we need you to contribute good things to the league, just not your team. So you can be part of the league. You just can't have a team because your team's dog shit. I say that. I said, I feel bad for him because he puts in all this work and he's trying like probably harder than anybody on the team. And his team kept like just throwing goose eggs on him. It's not his fault. It's not because he picked a bad team. This is this is Philly. Just I'm already his rival. What, what what more am I digging? I'm already his rival. He already went out of his way to make me his rival. So like, there's no more digging I can be doing. I'm, I've already dug it. All right, all right. Let's. Uh, all right. let's Although let's I just want to say, Joe, like you did, Joe, you did duck me this week. By the way. <laughs> all right, oh. Fern. What what do you what do you got for the first matchup? We got the fellows in the Jets and Pines on my Johnson. So it's really ironic that we're going to talk about Joe after all of that, which is great. Um, but I was looking at it, and I think again, I think, um, I think, Barl's going to pull this one out. Um, I know he's got some tough matchups. I don't know how well Barkley's going to do against that defensive line. I mean, he put up decent points last week. Um, I mean, there's a he's. I think I know Kittle's supposed to be back this week, but again, like, how's that going to work out? But I mean, you also got Jimmy G, and we know that Jimmy G likes um, likes throwing to Kittle, so maybe that'll be a big day for him. Um, so, and I mean, Nick Chubb had big day against last week, and is it going to be the same way? Is Cream Hunt going to step up now? It's always big questions in that backfield, splitting targets or splitting splitting backs or whatever. So. I still just see uh, Barrel pulling this one out. Again, Russell Wilson just looks like dog shit too. That's that's a bold to to rely on him. I was going to say with with Joe being so tethered to the Broncos, unless something changes with the Broncos, I just can't I, I can't I can't get behind <laughs> Joe right now. <laughs> where have I heard Where have I heard those words before? <laughs> So I mean, with with the Broncos just really not looking good. I mean, Joe, if Joe, Joe had to have known going into this, it could have gone one of two ways: either the Broncos were going to come out and look explosive, they were going to look, you know, like Peyton Manning's first year in Denver when they tore up the record books, or it was just going to be kind of, you know, meh. And so far, it's been kind of meh. 
and the matchup really isn't any easier this week with the 49ers defense. So it's 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 difficult to side with Joe right now unless something drastic changes with the Denver offense. So, <clears throat> um, so yeah, I, I don't uh, I don't disagree with you there. What do we got for the Michael Carter three and Camara's gridiron gang? Uh, that's going to be a tough one. Um, I mean, Keith's gotten screwed back-to-back weeks now with dropping two players not playing out of nowhere pretty much. Um, so it's about time that, you know, he pulls out big points. If Kamara plays and Allen's back full, um, the question with Justin Herbert, how's he going to look? Um, I think we'll determine how well Allen looks as well. Uh, is Gabe Davis going to be fully back? Is he going to play? Um, I think Keith's due for a win, and I think he's going to pull it out here. That's music to Keith. Music to Keith's ears. Yes. Um, talk to us about the bunghole burglars and ass ETN season. Ass ETN season. Uh, I think Philly's going to take this one. Um, just because Kyle Pitts, I just don't. I mean, maybe he'll turn it around. It's been slow for him. I think there's just a lot of kind of things up in the air. Cordell Patterson, how well is he going to do? Again, I mean, he only put up four points against the Rams. Um, and I think Joe Burrow and, you know, you got Bateman who's still going to put up big points. Jamar Chase is due for a big game again. I mean, he put up decent points last week. And they have something to prove. Dawson Knox, Jalen Waddle. I don't know if Waddle's obviously – obviously Waddle's not going to put up the same points he did last week against that Buffalo defense. Um, but he's definitely going to put up some decent points. So I think I think Philly's taking this one. Um, let's talk about our matchup, Fern. Our matchup, I think you're going to take it. Actually, um, we, we know what uh, we know what Diggs can do. We know what Tyreek can do. I know they got tough matches, tough matchups. Um, I think it's more of my team not playing to their best. We've seen that already. I mean, I, sque- I squeaked out wins the last two weeks. Jonathan Taylor dropped a dud. You know, like we talked about earlier, the Colts offense doesn't look great. Uh, maybe T. Higgins might get more more looks. Does Thielen get more looks? Um, he doesn't seem to be a big part of that offense much anymore. Josh Jacobs doesn't look great. Um, so I just, I just don't see my team putting up the points that are needed to beat your side here. So I think you take that one. It's very kind of you. Um, Absolutely. And then last but not least, we've got death taxes and kickers against Kraft's personal masseuse. Uh, I think Fred's going to take this one again. Um, Gino's got Zeke and AJ Dillon, which I know they're splitting backs, but Aaron Jones looked the better of the two uh, last week. Um, I just think he'll pull out. We know Zeke doesn't look great. He's not going to put up those points. Um, But yeah, I, I mean, we know what Fred's team can do when they're playing well and, and pulling it out. So I, I think Fred takes it. These are some hot takes, fellas. Any any general thoughts before we move on to our next segment? No, no. I like I like the breakdown, I like the analysis. Um, it'll be interesting. The injury the injury bug seems to be biting early. Um, you know, touched on a little bit with. Um, my matchup here lost, uh, had, had two guys out going into the Sunday games. And then I kind of just gambled. Um, I was debating starting Greg Dortch over, 
Gabe Davis, but I was like, ah, if Davis does play, I think they're just going to absolutely hammer the Titans. And if Davis had played, he probably would have been a beneficiary there. But um, yeah, injuries already starting to settle in and change the landscape of certain matchups. And um, be interested to see how that continues. Absolutely. So let's get into our next segment where we're talking about some over under reactions to week two so far. And maybe we just pull Philly on these because uh, get him some some additional content here. Uh, the first one we have Philly for you is King Henry is washed. Is that an overreaction or an underreaction? I think it's I think that's an overreaction. Um, I I do think the amount of um, uh, of carries that he's had over the past couple of years and coming off of injury is is having a bit more of an impact than we thought it would. Um, and you know. Ryan Tannehill sucking <laughs> doesn't help. And the Buffalo Bills putting up 40 before, like, what, 10 minutes left in the third quarter. Um, I mean, if you're playing a week two game and this, the opposing team starting quarterback is being benched, uh, probably doesn't bode well for the run game. So um, I don't think he's washed. I, um, But I, I also – I don't know that he finishes RB1 either um so i I think he's probably solidly in like an rb4 rb5 at the end of the year uh conversation i think he's still a great person to anchor your running back uh your team around um and i think he could still win you leagues um i just don't know that he's um gonna be the fantasy monster he's certainly not not on the same pace he was last year before injury Yep. I'm a Philly. I think it's a little bit of an overreaction at this point. The Bills are just really, really good. Um, there probably aren't many teams that can play the Titans as well as they did. So I'm still in kind of a wait and see on that one. Yeah, yeah. They're they're definitely focusing on you know, stopping the run game with the Titans pass game being as abysmal as it is. So. Uh, well, the Titans had to kind of expect this too when they got rid of A.J. Brown. You're hitching your wagon to – Traylon um, Burks, <laughs> hitching your wagon to Traylon Burks and an in a, a Robert Woods coming off of an injury, and they're not using Robert Woods, which is kind of surprising here. Um, and maybe that's a byproduct of not being able to get the run game going. They're just not getting the looks that they want for Woods. But um, yeah. you know, you got to do something to take the pressure off of Henry because he's a uh, running backs like Philly said have a short shelf life as it is, and running backs that play the way. Derrick Henry plays have an even shorter shelf life, um, you know. So you got to do something to take the pressure off of him. He can't. He, he's you know coming off of an injury. He can't carry the ball 350 times a year, you know. No, I mean, and they were so successful off of the play action, and when you know that the play action's not going to work, and you can just you know bank on either the the wide receivers dropping you know whatever the case is it's uh makes you a little bit more predictable and their offensive line has been for us as well and a little banged up taylor luan came out of the game uh, against the Bills, so that that's surely not going to help them i don't know how serious the injury was but uh he needs some help so we'll see what happens what do we got for keith what do you what do you got for the second one Mine is a two-parter. I'm going to start with the second part first because I asked this last week and Philly scoffed at it. And um, and a week later, th- things are changed. <laughs> so my my overreaction question here, uh, overreaction, underreaction, do the Lions have the best offense in the NFC North? 
your, your silence is cricket. deafening. I was gonna say, you like crickets. Your silence is absolutely deafening. Okay, so the real okay, the real question here is: Are the Lions going to ruin two generational talents on one team? That's the real over under question here. I just want to clarify that before <laughs> Keith gets his uh his full on erection. Um, so to answer the actual question. Uh, are the Giants going to ru- ruin two generational talents on one team? For sure. Right? There's no the way Lions. that... Lions. The... You said Giants. Whatever. He's, he's, giants, he's, the, the Giants also will ruin two generational talents on one he's, team? He's so buzzing right now that the Lions have the best offense at the NFC North that he can't even... He's rattled. He's rattled. rattled. I mean, we know um, that Darius Slay is like the second best wide receiver on the the Vikings, so maybe number one. <laughs> uh, he's certainly Kirk Cousins' favorite target. Um, so, uh, so yes, the Lions will ruin two generational talents. The Lions will not. The Lions can have the best offense in the NFC North, and they still will ruin. It's like a graveyard. If you go there, you are sentenced to die. Um. So I'm really interested in Amon Ross St. Brown. I was not a big believer in him um, because he plays for the Lions and Jared Goff was run out of town um, in in L.A. And so I'm still not sold on them. Um, Honestly, if I had to say the best offense in the NFC North right now, I would say the Packers, as much as it hurts me to say. Um, Aaron Rodgers can just get it done with anybody. It doesn't matter who's playing wide receiver. The four of us could could all suit up and play wide receiver on Sunday for the Packers, and one of us would probably score a touchdown. Uh, and then Aaron Jones is just a monster. And if Aaron Jones is, uh, it's going to be you, Fern. Okay. Um, and if Aaron Jones is is having an off night, then AJ Dillon's right there to back him up. So I, I currently am more afraid of the Packers' offense. Um, that's not taking anything away from the Lions. They they performed really well in the first couple of weeks. Um, I'm just uh, just. Having followed the NFC North for a long time, I just uh, wait and see approach in the Lions <laughs> until they can prove it week in and week out. I do think that DeAndre Swift is for real. I think I, I have no questions about that. I think he'll probably finish in the RB one to three category at the end of the year. Uh, I'm not sure that Amon Ross St. Brown can keep it up, mostly because I don't trust Jared Goff. No, that's fair. Now, the real reason I asked this question, um, I like this one, is just because they, 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 look, they look good. They look like they might have one of the better offensive lines in football. Um, and, I mean, you hit the nail on the head with DeAndre Swift. He looks, he looks the part. If Amon Ross St. Brown is um, as good as this, um, you know, very young breakout season is appearing, then um, they, could, they could do some damage. But as it stands, I don't think you're necessarily wrong. It's difficult to bet against any offense that features Aaron Rodgers. Um, so we can spend a little bit of time on this last one, but uh, the question is overreaction, underreaction to the Bucks are the Bucks the best defense in the league right now. It's hard to argue the Bills the Bills defense against the Bills defense um, is what I'll say. I, I don't think that the Buck. I think there's probably a for me it's a top three right now. Um, uh, Bucks, Eagles, Bills. I think are the are the are, have performed the best. Um, on paper, it's hard to argue who the who the Bucks. I mean, the Bucks have you know potential Pro Bowlers at almost every position on defense. 
Um, and so that's hard to argue. Um, the Bills, you know, tore up the, the Titans and and have made people's lives miserable for a while. So that's um I'm gonna say uh slight over. I don't think it's grossly over. Um, I also don't necessarily think it's under. So I, I would say slight over. Um, I do think they're probably probably one, two with the bills on, and depending on the Sunday, that's, that's a flip-flop. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Both of them had, I mean, for whatever it's worth, the Bucks are currently the best fantasy defense and the 13th ranked player overall. In sleeper. <laughs> wow. So, um, so they are by fantasy, the best defense. I think, I think you're right though. Um, I think they're, they're actually, I think I think they're one A one B. I think the Bills have a better pass rush. I think the Bucks have a better um, pass defense. Um, and so, I mean, you have a, a defensive line that features Von Miller, Greg Russo, um, Basham. You, you they just get out Ed Oliver. They just get after the quarterback in a way that really nobody else can. Um, but I think the Bucks have a better pass defense um, on, on the back end with their DBs. And I mean, they're both. They're both really, really good against the run. So it's really just a matter of like, you know, who are you going up against? If you're going against a team like the Saints, then yeah, maybe you want a better pass defense. If you're going up against a team like the Titans, yeah, you probably want a better better run defense. So, yeah. I agree. And with that, that's going to lead us into our second to last segment of the way too early hot seat. We're not going to spend too much time on this just because things are still kind of up in the air so far, but we do have a, a few a few people we'd like to highlight. Keith, you want to start us off? Yep, um, making their making their second appearance back on the back on the way too early hot seat here. Um, the bunghole burglars they did they did a lot they did they did some favors for themselves. They got a win this week. <clears throat> um, you know, wasn't uh, wasn't an overly convincing win. Um, you know, with a, a new few more points from Jalen Hurts that could have been very different, but um, solid performance here. 132 points gets him, keeps him away from 0-2. Um, I think we're all just still kind of concerned about the roster makeup here. You know, you had a monster day from Nick Chubb, um, you know, and that more or less made up for really pretty average performances for the rest of the, for the rest of the team. Um, but Looking at the bunghole burglars here, making a making a second appearance here. Um, really, you know, any one of the zero and two teams, you probably should focus your attention on them. But I think we all kind of share concerns right now about about Mo's squad and what things could look like moving forward. So, yep. Second on our list, we have our super producer Filster. Ask ETN season. Uh, tough, tough week to start zero and two, especially when you. I mean, Joe Burrow is. 0-2 without an appendix, and uh, obviously his quarterback play is going to impact uh, Jamar Chase and when their offensive line uh, really couldn't block a bunch of middle schoolers, uh, you're going to have tr- problems. And so uh, that obviously impacted. We got, I mean, Dalvin Cook, tough week. The, the Eagles decided to stop the run, and that was felt. Uh, ETN was supposed to be like pretty evenly split with uh, James Robinson, but it almost seems like James Robinson is the guy in Jacksonville again. So that's tough. Mike Evans getting himself thrown out 
no favors there. Jalen Waddle, home run there. Can't can't follow you on that. But your bench looks good. So I think it's just going to be tinkering a little bit with your lineup and maybe get yourself out of there. Uh, we still maybe don't less know. tinkering. Yeah. Be less tinkering. Yeah. Well, actually, the funny thing is, I didn't tinker. I I actually the tinker I was going to make was taking out Evans and putting in Rashad Bateman. Um, it wouldn't have um, – I don't think it would have made a difference. Um, I would have still been a couple a couple points short. I mean, listen, I, I, um, if, I, if I go – if I get into week five and I've only won one, maybe two games, I'm going to be a little bit more concerned. Um, I, feel, I still feel pretty good about my roster. Um, you know, week one, Jamar Chase had 28 points and the Bengals lost. Um, and Joe Burrow threw four interceptions. So, like – you know, <laughs> we're going to have those weeks. He scored an average of 20 points this season per, per game. Um, so, you know, obviously it sucks that there's a, it was uh, a week where, you know, Jamar Chase scored 11, Mike Evans scored 10 in the previous week. I think they both scored over 20 where uh, Evans was pretty close to it. And so um, uh, 18 points last week. So um, I, I feel pretty good. It's the difficulty is going to be, I think, just kind of choosing who's going to be the, the starters each week. Yeah. Um, but I feel good that if I do have injuries or like, you know, Mike Evans is out this week, most likely, unless the appeal goes through. But even then, like I've got plenty of backups that I feel pretty confident in putting in. So I, I'm, I'm feeling good about myself. Um, I, obviously, I deserve a moment too. I deserve to be on the, the way too early hot seat. But I, I feel good about my chances to uh, to get back in the playoff hunt. And then last but not least, Phil, you want to you talk about the, the third the third one we have on our <laughs> on our list here i just want to say that if that if joe hadn't made uh being my rival his personal vendetta i would i would be one and one right now um i would have beat him by uh 14 points so i just want to throw that out i was originally supposed to play joe this week um the fellows in the jets i'm not going to say anything too bad uh i promise i've heard that Uh, he's about to load the clip (laughs) um no, I, legitimately though, like I don't, I don't know that the depth is there. Uh, but if his starters ball out, I think he could have some good weeks. Like we talked about a little bit earlier, he's really reliant on the Broncos, um, and there's some weeks that's going to help him, that's going to hurt him. Um, I mean, a, a prime example of this is that Russell Wilson had 13 points, and Cortland Sutton had 19 points. Um, that's a kind of a tough pill to swallow um, when the receiver for that team kind of outscores their quarterback that much. But if, you know, if, if Russell's another touchdown there, like, you know, he's back in that game. Uh, he also had Justin Jefferson. Like that's a, a, actually the exact same amount of points, 10.8 as Jamar Chase. Those are off weeks for both of those guys. So like, I don't, I don't think that's anything to worry about. Um, so I think he's, I think he's in a good spot overall. Uh, I'm worried about his flex. Um there's just some kind of boomer bust that is flex. And so again, I'm mostly worried about his depth. Um, but Jamison Williams comes off of the uh, PUP, and I think that's an instant plug and play in his flex. Um, and maybe the Lions are the best uh, offense in the NFC North. Um, but yeah, so again, I, I don't I don't think he's in as dire of a spot as the bunghole burglars. Yeah, I uh, the the reason I put the reason I put Joe here is is I think losing to Sam this week nobody faults him for it, right? Sam nearly dropped two hundred. Um, it's the it's really the the not scoring a hundred points that makes you say, oh, that's 
that's a tough that's a tough pill to swallow. You know, if he had dropped 130, um, you know, or you know, right around his projection, I think it was like 128, something like that. If he'd have dropped right around there, and you lose by 60 to a guy who nearly scores 200, you're kind of like, ah, eh, whatever. Um, but you really got a kind of a glimpse of how reliant his team is on the Broncos and, you know, 13 points from Russell Wilson. We'll call it, we'll round up and call it 10 from Javante. You got a good game from Cortland Sutton. Um, good game from Brian McManus, but it's, um, you know, Brandon, if, Brandon if you're not, if you're not getting, if you're not getting 20 plus from Russell Wilson every week, then the rest of your team is probably, you know, then that means Javante Williams and Cortland Sutton are probably not having great games, and it means you're probably not winning your matchups. So, I just want to say that um, that last year, Sam got up to a hot start. He beat somebody on his call by like a hundred points, and then he ended up spending a long time in a Waffle House. So, um, nothing is nothing in nothing in life nothing is sacred in fantasy football. Nothing in like a long season. We've we've said it. We've said it a couple times in the last two weeks. It's still very early, right? Everyone is still kind of getting a feel for their rosters. Um, some freak injuries have already kind of changed some matchups. Um, obviously, the scheduling change, which we were we're we're all still very much in favor of. Um, but it's certainly you know you're if we're doing if we're sticking with the overreaction underreaction. Philly is certainly, you know, not happy with the schedule change. He may be in the long run, but right now he's not. Um, and, you know, so, yeah, that, that that changes some things as you're trying to get a feel for your roster and you're trying to figure things out. But, um, yeah, certainly by no means are we crowning a league champion after week two. So I would be interested to see, Sam, did you save the um, the original schedule? I don't. Joe might have it somewhere, but I did not. So I would, I would, I would be interested to see at the end of the season the alternate, the alternate, the, the alternate, yeah. the alternate season, Ooh. Um, yeah, and and what would have, what would have happened? Little expectations think. and the multiverse of madness. I just, I just put an asterisk <laughs> next to this league. No matter the season, no matter what happens, if I win, there's an asterisk there. If I lose, there's an asterisk yeah, the, there. Let's be, let's be honest. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. If you win, there's not going to be an asterisk. No. If you win, you are not putting an asterisk near the season. Hell no. If yeah, anything else happens, you are putting an asterisk. But but the good news is ninety percent of the league all have an out here. Be like, well, you know, who knows what happens whoa, 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 if, yeah. if the schedule doesn't change. <laughs> Yeah. Well, let's get to my my favorite soundbite or my like second favorite segment. No, <laughs> that's not the soundbite. That's just Billy. <laughs> that's just that's just Billy. Mail time. Mail time. Mail time. All right. So Fern, as our guest of the week you also get the honor of selecting the mailbag question um who wants to should we should we read them should we read them off first does anyone uh, uh here here's my only suggestion is i want to ask i want to poll the group since we already alluded to the question do we want to read even if we don't pick it do we want to read fred's question i figure yes. we just read them all I, read yeah, them all. I feel like we have to okay okay just read them all you want me to? I will read them all. I can. I can read. I'm very good at that. Uh, Fern, we won't let you read, but I'll go probably smart. Yeah, good idea. All right. So we had one. We, we, we can alternate here, Sam. Yeah, we had two questions from Fred. I'll go with the first one. 
with Cam Akers going, this is from Frederick, uh, with Cam Akers going from three carries on week one to 15 carries week two, uh, parentheses, I know he didn't produce, but got the workload, end parentheses, from on a scale of one to 10, how much should Keith be worried, regret the trade with Carl? That's the first question from Fred. Fair question. The question we were alluding to, the one that got real spicy. What NFL team would best describe each member of the league and why? <laughs> His example, <laughs> Joe, <laughs> Joe would be the Broncos, full of hope and expectations, made some bold moves, picking Kittle with the first pick in the third round, then trading him. But in reality, many red flags might have been ignored with coaching and Russell Wilson and should be concerned being on the bottom. Broncos are third in the division, clearly, but maybe fourth after the Raiders. In parentheses, Joe, don't hate me. It's just the easiest example. (laughs) With all due respect. (laughs) And I mean with all due respect. Yeah, yeah. Respectfully, of course. (laughs) Respectfully. Um, we've got a question from cheese cheese has submitted another great question yeah his is you're going to a casino you get to pick two of the fellas to come with you with the goal of maximizing your profit you each get a thousand dollars and can only participate in one gambling activity each parentheses for example if i'm playing poker that's all i can do and no one else in the group can play poker who are you bringing and what are you assigning everyone to play the to make the most money possible. I think that's. I, I just. I want to go on record. I freaking love this question. Oh, that's um, a good question. I. I low key hope we pick this one, but. Um, okay. No. No pressure, influ- Fern. Inf- influencing. Right. Influencing the pick. Okay. I'm, I. I, I, ju- I said Loki. He's his own man. He can do whatever he wants here. He can do whatever he wants. And Fern, please do whatever you want. Pick the question you want. Um, About casinos. <laughs> uh so three of the, so Gino submitted four three of them aren't actually questions I'll just go ahead and read them all off um, and get to the actual question so Gino um for Keith congrats on the win um Gino suck it my kicker's better than yours um for Philly I love you I'm here to talk if you need it a toaster bath isn't worth it <laughs> for, for context for context last night in the group chat I um, I sent a TikTok of somebody walking into their bathroom, and it was like I love what my wait lady's waiting for me, and it was a toaster in a bathtub, um, and that just kind of summed up uh, how I felt about the Vikings and my fantasy team uh, letting me down in one night. Um, big big letdown for Sam. He said to Sam, "Na." I'm pretty um, sure. I'm pretty sure he's just saying, "Nah." <laughs> could be nah. Could be not applicable. Could be you know, either way. No, it's not a good look for you. You know, yeah, I don't know. Either, either way, either way, Gino is thoroughly spurning Kamish here. I think he's mad. Um, I texted him a picture the other day, and it says, "Stop killing doctors to make Doctor Pepper." And I said, "You're enabling murderers because Kifo's a big bear. Uh, Gino's a big Doctor Pepper guy, uh, and I think he, I think he took that pretty seriously. So <laughs> I think that's, I think he's upset. He's holding a grudge here. Um, <laughs> but for Gino's actual question here, how good is Fred actually? Will he have this one week, or will Austin and I both be his kids after next week? Question. And uh, last one is from 
Keith, okay? And he said, you can only listen to three songs all the way through for the rest of your life. You can still listen to other music, but you will not be able to hear the whole thing, only bits and pieces. That's like Spotify, but the, the free version, and they stop you halfway through the song. <laughs> Here's your ad. What are your three keeper songs? Thank you for your submission, Keith. Mm, you're welcome. Hmm. All right, Fern. All on you, big guy. Play the Jeopardy. Cue the Oof. Jeopardy music. <laughs> I think I am actually going to choose this question just because Keith's right. I mean, it is. That's a solid question. It's hard to ignore such a solid question that would produce the most fun scenario <laughs> at the end. Um, I was close to picking yours, Keith, just because the last time I was on here, we also had a music question, and I picked that one, and it was the one time you had to leave early, so I did feel bad about that. But Oh, yeah, that was the uh, that was the album question, wasn't it? Yeah, what was the one album mm-hmm. you wish you could hear over again, all the way through? For the first <sighs> time or something like that. Yeah, yeah for the first time. Yeah, yeah. I would have loved to be there for that one, but... R.I.P.I.P. R.I.P. So we'll go with the, yeah, with cheese. So you're going to a casino, you get two of the fellows to come with you. Um, I feel like it's only right to pick the two that set the money line each week, and that would have to be cheese and Keith. But at the same time, you get those free drinks, and the two of them would start hot and slowly. <laughs> No, it would not be slow. Oh. It would not be slow. It would be all at once. It would be all at once. Keith, Keith would hit big one time, get around a shot to the entire table, and then just bet everything on something else and just lose big, I feel like. Actually, that that's very against my gambling strategy. Ah, okay. Um, you know, but... but it's just not who we know you are fundamentally. Uh, and we know Sam and Joe like to tinker too much, Keep your so they would get in their head. Um, Same team. Uh, but I am going to go. Are, with, who are your Who are your three people, or who are your two people? And two people. I'm going Keith and Cheese. What are your Keith and Cheese? What are your activities that everyone is doing? What, what Where are you placing? Uh, so I'll take blackjack. I think I'll be good at blackjack. Uh, Keith, Texas Hold'em, poker, and Cheese, actually, I take that back. Cheese will do blackjack, I'll do roulette, Keith will take over poker. Okay. Final answer. Mm, Okay. Lock it in. I'll go next. Uh, I think for mine, I'm going to bring Carl with me, Marl. And I'm going to bring Keith. Um, Carl, I'm going to have doing sports betting. I think I think Carl would be pretty good uh, betting some some uh, some money lines, some parlays. Uh, and I'm going to have Keith on the roulette table because uh, you know he's kind of unpredictable at times, and I think that's the type of person you need on the roulette table because that's kind of an unpredictable one. So, uh, and I think that's uh, where he would do best. And uh, I myself am a man of blackjack. And so I would play uh, blackjack, but I think we would do, I think Carl would probably carry the team, uh, but we would, we would be successful. I feel like Carl would be very skittish to even spend the money to begin with and just hold on to it. 
No. Nah. Like, Carl would not be my pick because I think he would have convulsions at the idea of nah. even Carl, losing Carl, money. Carl would just be betting sure things. So we, we wouldn't be making a lot of money. We'd be like minus a thousand on all of his bets, but we'd be making sense. We'd Carl, be making Carl does seem like the guy who would just do five dollar bets on like the money line. Yeah, know? five dollar <laughs> bets five dollar bets to pay five eighty. It would have been it would have been like five dollar hey, bets. Slow on and the steady Bills wins the night. race. You leave him in there long enough, my man's gonna come out on top. Five dollar <laughs> bets on the Bills last night. That's what it'd have been. You know? <laughs> well, so there's no time limit. This you know, there's no set time limit in this either. So Yeah. Uh, Do you want to go or you want me to go? Um, I can go. Um, I'll give this a decent amount of thought, at least three or four minutes worth of thought. And I've come up since the question was picked. (laughs) At least since the question was picked. Um, So I'm going to go with um, some kind of out of the box here. First off, I'm going to go with Mo. Mm hmm. And second, I'm going to go with Fred. Okay. Fred, I think, could be an intimidating guy in Texas Hold'em. I think he could bluff well. He seems like a guy that, like, you might not know what, what's up his sleeve. Like, is he, is he being serious? Is he, like, I just think he'd bluff really well. Um, and he and he's just kind of a little, I mean that video you know kind of intimidated me a little bit I'm not I mean I don't want to get on his bad side you know and I think you would feel that sitting at the table you'd be like I don't I don't want to ante up on this guy uh, I don't want to meet him in the parking lot afterwards <laughs> so Fred Mo definitely knows how to count cards for sure <laughs> I don't I don't know how I know that Mo please confirm Mo just gives me I can count cards vibes. Uh, so he's my blackjack guy. And then I'm a lazy piece of shit, so I'm going to play uh, slots. <laughs> I feel I feel like I feel like your assessment of Mo is probably dead on. He probably does know how to count cards, but I also feel like he's probably terrible at hiding that he knows how to count cards. <laughs> and so Mo would be the guy who gets like arrested after three hands and he's up like six thousand dollars in three hands. And everyone's like, okay, this idiot's fucking counting. And he's like, yeah, I'm fucking counting cards, bro. You don't know how to do that? No, Mo would pretend he knows how to count cards and then just do it horrendously. It would just be like, he'd be counting the wrong card. something. Yeah, Mo, Mo, Mo would be like, yeah, I definitely know how to count cards, but he keeps counting to like 24. Yeah. Like, he's just... It's a Did couple you know numbers it's 21, off. right? What? Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Maybe you're account. blackjack. <laughs> Someone has been, I, I learned how to count wrong. <laughs> um, Chris I, Mo was never, never one to teach me math. No. I, I want to I go outside the box here. So Austin's my shoe in. Austin is, is my one that I'm taking for sure. But I want to say something different than everybody else, but I also want to have like a legitimate reason for it. And I just don't, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to go, I'm going to go, I'm going to go Austin and Fern. Um, that, that'll be my, my gambling trio. I'm going to have Austin at the sports book. Um, my man just, my man just knows he, he, he's wheeling and dealing. I, I expect him to go 
you know, big on some some SGPs, some same game parlays, and you know, hit on a handful of them. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the easy one. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go blackjack. Um, I that was actually I mean I'm pretty sure for most of us that's probably the first card game you actually learn how to play. Maybe goldfish or something, but um, yeah, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna it's, go either, it's either it's either goldfish. Or blackjack. That's those are the two. Oh, those are the two options. Yeah, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. Um, so I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with me on blackjack. I'm gonna send Fern. I'm gonna send Fern to the craps table. Fern seems like a bit of a wild card. I have no idea whether or not he knows how to play craps. Um, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna send him to the craps table. He's gonna learn on the fly. My reasoning for this is because he may not, may or may not know how to play craps. He'll start small until he figures out how to play, and then I think he'll just hit it big. All I need him to do is just hit hit me a couple. Um, I think Austin and I can do pretty solid uh, at our respective, and yeah. So I'm gonna go with that group. Plus, I think that group would probably be among the most fun trios that you could put together. So I'm gonna go with that one. Well. That's a good, great mailbag question again, Cheese. Keep them coming. Love to hear them. If you, uh, if I do you also are. want to shout out the fellas. Um, we got pretty good participation um, this week with the mailbag. Mailbag. Keep them coming. We really do appreciate it. We love the questions and. Um, yeah, and also just good. know if you shit house our mailbag, we will put them in the shit house. So, Carl, get it together. <laughs> Carl was like. There, I submitted. Are you happy? I'm like, no, you submitted garbage. <laughs> <laughs> well, keep them coming, fellas. Uh, Carl, especially you, please keep them coming. I think we'll. Uh, I think we can wrap it up. Wrap it up here. We've had a pretty decent episode so far, fellas. Fern, thanks for making time this evening. It's been a been a pleasure having you. First, first Groovy Tony Jedicus. Guest picker of the week in the books. Thanks for, thanks for making time. Philster, thanks for, for being here as well. Uh, Anything crazy, I can do. Crazy times in Concord, North Carolina. So we're glad glad you could be here. Got tattoo. So I saw that. I thought it looked new. Well, it's – I just, like, filled in, all, like, some of the gaps in it. So Very cool. I feel like we've got some Love new it. ink. Uh, Keith? Glad you could be here as well. We were, oh, you know, always a pleasure. We might have been on a. At one point, it was almost could have been only me, which is uh, <laughs> would have been quite the experience. So, uh, <laughs> you know, point point of order for next week, though. I think we should share. Um, no, no episode next week. Um, few of the lads will be in Germany. Uh, rip Philly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we, yeah. I've literally been I've literally been at the verge of tears like four times in the past two weeks thinking about <laughs> the boys frolicking around Germany and I'm I'm not. Well, we might we might have some uh, some sneaky content uh, drop Wednesday. We'll see what happens. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But right now, not planning on it. Keith and Kamish will be taking on um, the great country of Germany. Um, Hitting up Oktoberfest, celebrating some birthdays, so we're, we're loving it. We're loving it, but uh, we will we will miss you guys. We'll be, but we will be back stronger than ever. October, what is that? October third, October fourth. Yes, yeah, something like that. Br- bring me bring me back something German. Schnitzel. 
<laughs> Whatever you got to bring, I don't care. I'll take it. Just any right. Kobayashi that. Well, Anything fellas, German. That wraps up another episode. Episode two in the books. Remember, keep your standards low and your expectations lower. And we'll see you very soon.